mini-series from the Arc of Eden Network. My name is Noah, and I am here with a very special guest, uh, our first guest for what will hopefully be many, but this may end up being my co-host for the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk him into it. Uh, <laughs> wanted to have him on the pod for a very long time. We've been working on this for, uh, I feel like, about a year. Trying Almost. to get you on in, in some capacity. Oh, yeah. uh, Mr. Mikey Chappelle. Uh Longtime friend, old old high school friend of myself and Mr. Sunshine Mayfield, who people will know from Bending Not Breaking, of course, uh, who will probably appear on here at some point since he's our resident animation <laughs> expert. Uh, but we're here to talk about J.D. Tartakovsky's Primal, uh, which has been around for weirdly four years now, even though we've only gotten uh, 12 episodes in those in those four years or three years. What am I talking about? We started in 2019. Yep. Everything feels ridiculous because of the pandemic. But yes, this was yeah. a pre-COVID show. We got five episodes, and then we got what turned out to be season one, part two, uh, in the midst of COVID, 2020. And then it just kind of completely snuck up on me that it's back, and we have new episodes. And so I was a huge fan when it first initially started, and I, I threw it out to you. I don't think you and I had ever talked about it before, but I was like, maybe he watches Maybe this is a way to get him on. Let's see what happens. And luckily you were like, dude, I didn't know they were doing a new season. So I guess maybe talk me through when you came to the show uh, and kind of initial thoughts and maybe a little bit of like, where do you come to Jendi uh, from? Like, are you a, are you a Dexter's lab kid? I know you're a little bit younger than me, not by much. So are you more Samurai Jack? Like, I'm, I'm curious about that as well. So talk me through your introduction to the world of Primal and Jenny Tartakovsky in general. Yeah, so I was a Dexter's Lab kid for a little bit, um, but Samurai Jack came at this time at like a weird growing up transition mm -hmm. where it was released and I like had stopped watching cartoons <laughs> around for, that time. For me as well. It yeah. was definitely right in that phase where I was like, yeah, I'm kind of outgrowing some of this stuff. I'm still watching a bit of anime, but I'm trying to go more adult-driven anime, not like I had moved away from DBZ and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so, yeah, it was in a weird transitional phase. I have since gone back to Samurai Jack because now I, as a quote-unquote adult, I, I guess I feel less like yeah. weird shame around like, oh, that's a kid's yeah. show or whatever, especially when you go back to so much of his stuff where it's just like, it's just beautiful art yeah. and the visual storytelling which yeah, has now been is. honed down to like mm -hmm. an, an amazing version of it in Primal. But yeah, so when did you come to Primal uh, specifically? Yeah, I think I was uh, reading just like an IndieWire article about it and uh, they kind of hyped it up and uh, I had kind of forgotten about it. I read it and like, oh, that sounds interesting, but there's so much content nowadays that you're like, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's hard to like really pick up. And then I saw it on HBO Max and I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I watched like the first two episodes and I didn't realize until you had messaged me that I hadn't finished it. Oh, um, word. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched the first two and said, this is great, but it was also at a time where it was kind of, you, you had to think about it, you know, and like, it's not a phone scroll show at all. It's definitely a show that demands your absolute oh, yeah. attention. hundred percent. Sure. If I can't give it, then I don't, I end up not finishing things like that. Like I yes. appreciate it. And then I won't go back to it. And then when you, hit me up about this. I was like, oh, that's a perfect opportunity. So the past week I've just been watching it and it was really entranced actually. <laughs> like I got really it is definitely really once it, yeah. you once you lock into it, I feel like mm -hmm. and start, you know, watching the show the way the show wants you to watch it kind of yeah. thing. I uh this was one of the first shows in years that I actually 
unplugged my PS4 and I plugged in my cable box, which we oh, have free man. cable here at our apartment, <laughs> oh, which exciting. I hardly ever use for broadcast TV. But I was like, this is kind of an event. I had heard, I saw teasers for it online and I was like, oh, cool. New adult swim show. And then I was like, oh dude, it's his new thing. And like mm-hmm. the gloves are off. He can do whatever he wants. Like this looks right. metal as hell. It looks violent. Like what, what's, what's this going to be? And I don't even know that I knew going in the, the core of the show, which is, uh, and also how we'll be reviewing it, by the way, which is no dialogue, uh, just yep. a series of grunts and some mm-hmm. sound design. Uh, so yes. that's going to be the remainder of this episode. Agreed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've got some sticks ready for some Foley stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah. You are in a studio of sorts right now, correct? Um, sort is, of. Is this your home studio? It is functioning as one right now. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm building one in the basements. But uh, right now, my house is just cluttered with microphones and gear everywhere just because, yeah, we're Uh, building walls and throwing up insulation and all that good stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, We'll talk more about that towards the end with some plugs, but uh, we both have music projects that we'll uh, we'll shamelessly uh, shout at each other about towards the end of this episode. So stick around for that. But uh, okay. So anyways, yeah, I so I watched the premiere on Adult Swim with the like little mini ad break and everything but where you you lock into it for these little 10 minute spurts essentially and i was just blown away i did and i i don't think i knew going into that first episode there's not going to be any dialogue it's pure visual storytelling incredible sound design and just some of the most beautiful animation you've ever seen um and i was completely knocked out by it i forget if they premiered two episodes similar to how they just did it but i Oh no, what it was is there was a new episode, I think every night for a week is how they premiered it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was every night you came back and watched the next one. They did the first five mm-hmm. that way. And then when it came back, it was spaced out. And now we're getting a full on second season with 10 episodes and it is going to run straight through to September from what I understand. So um, in some capacity, we will be here covering it most likely on Mondays or Tuesdays. I don't know when people are hearing us, but uh, you can Watch it live, obviously, on Adult Swim or check it out on HBO Max. It'll be available the next day. But uh, now, since you binge through season one, uh, overall thoughts on the season and kind of where it leaves us and what are, do you have any highlight episodes or moments? Uh, and I guess we can kind of, I, I don't imagine anybody's listening to this that isn't actively watching the show, but we can kind of, I guess, give a general setup, which is we're in a a kind of primordial fantasy land, if you will. Uh, it's not quite reality-based, uh, but where man is coexisting with dinosaurs and many, many other creatures. Uh, and basically, uh, our two lead protagonists, Spear, uh, an early uh, Neanderthal, if you will, and uh, Fang, his female T-Rex companion, they are, they're bonded together in the first episode by the mutual shared tragedy of the loss of their families. Uh, and they kind of form a, a tentative bond together that is still, you know, there's some friction there because one is a Neanderthal and the other one is a dinosaur. So that's kind of where we set off. And then they uh, first season is very much just they got to survive. There's no there's no driving force to the narrative beyond these two got to stick together and they got to make it through these situations. So, yeah. Favorite favorite episodes, highlights, general thoughts on season uh, one. Yeah, so the my favorite thing is like you kind of hitched on. The narrative is all driven by survival, 
And I really like the idea that both the characters don't even necessarily need each other because they're very competent in their own survival skills. They very just much so. wind up in these situations where they're just doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the the storyline just kind of trails off into more fantasy about halfway through. And mm-hmm. I was not expecting that at all. And that was really, really captivating for me. Just because it starts out, you can go so many different ways with this, but then to introduce more elements and kind of ask the audience for more suspension of disbelief into yeah. yeah some of the things they get into and it's kind of nice because i watch so many things that are just grounded in reality all the time that it's mm-hmm. cool to just turn that off and go oh yeah that would totally happen yeah cool like i'm, yeah. I'm in i'm here for it yeah i feel like um, our first our first taste of that um in the first chunk of season one is probably the ape men episode Oh, does yeah. that feel right? Where there's 100%. the the crazy yeah. elixir that yeah. uh yeah uh spear ends up drinking and turns it mm-hmm. that that is one of the most uh brutal uh fight yeah. scenes in a in a show that is chock full of them, but yeah, one of the most yeah. memorable. And then of course 100%. back back half of season one, we get I think up until where we're at in season two, and we'll get to those episodes in more detail, but uh up until that point, I think uh coven of the damned is maybe the most narratively complex and that's where they come upon the coven of witches that summons some sort of uh spirit god we don't know that they seem to worship um while simultaneously sacrificing a, a human male and they're given a baby in return essentially and then there's this whole like Again, the fact that there is no dialogue in the show blows my mind because if yeah. we see one of the witches, we get their backstory where they also lost a child. One of the, the saddest scenes in the entire show. But then that witch dives into the memories of both Spear and Fang, sees their tragic backstories, and then still makes a decision in that moment to like, all right, I still feel bad that you know Spear lost his family. But I really want a baby. Yeah. So still chooses to sacrifice him, has hypnotized yeah. Fang at this point, mm-hmm. and only uh, towards the very end is like reminded of its own child by the butterfly and everything. Again, just beautiful visual storytelling. Yeah. And then decides to save the day. There's a crazy battle at the end. But that introduction of like, there's there's magic and there's stuff that we don't even fully understand is so, so exciting. Yeah. And I love that they just keep threading that in. And then of course, when we get to the very end of season one and it's like, of course there's more people out there. Yeah. Like, of course there's a larger world Mm -hmm. and the introduction of Mira, somebody who just comes in and immediately like makes their lives better, like teaches them to, (laughs) Hey, you can, you can gather. It's not just hunting. Like you can gather as well. She knows how to use a bow. She's capable. She's badass. Uh, But we obviously know there's like, there's something more to her. We've got the whole scorpion tattoo. And by the end of season one, she's, she's taken. So now we finally get a narrative. That's not, we finally have a motor to the, to the narrative, if you will, where it's not strictly survival, but it's like, we got to get our friend back. Um, So that's kind of how we head into season two. Any other kind of highlights you want to hit from season one, memorable sequences or bonding moments between our, our two protagonists? Yeah, I think that stands um, out for you. Yeah, the um, the Rage of the Ape Men episode was definitely, I think, kind of a crux for me 
going, okay, I'm in like a hundred percent. And again, and again, that's yeah. where they left it. That was the mid season break essentially. Yep. And then we waited a year and I, yeah, yeah, what a way to go out for sure. I know. Right. I like, I had caught up with it in a day because it was already out. So I didn't have to go through the stress of all that. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I, I want to, there's some part of me that wants to be an adult and say like, oh, it's artistry or the like the simplicity of the narrative that still drives the story for. But really was what it was, was watching that dude Hulk out and punch a monkey in half. Yes. Like the, Just tear its, tear its yeah. skeletal structure from its skin in like exactly. two frames. Yes. Yeah. Just, it's, I, a, I mean, it's, it's, the show is called Primal. So yes. it speaks to the brutality of it, but also just like, that drive and that anger wasn't necessarily even from some sort of potion that he drank. It was just trying at this point, they're friends now, no longer merely survival partners. Yes. So it seemed like everything was linked and then watching Fang get basically pummeled. And we have that ambiguity of whether or not she's going to survive and yes. then that driving that anger. It's a, it's the first real bonding moment. And uh, now you're determined on, you're, you're kind of like, he was an audience member, just like linked to them as a team. Absolutely. And then there's a huge emotional crux in that, that too. Yeah. And then even the following episode I thought was really nice. Uh, what, was it? what was it called? Um, Scent of Prey. Scent of Prey, yep, yep, yep. Yes, but that's yeah. another huge bonding thing of them, like him taking care of her and getting yeah. her out of there and everything. Yeah, yeah. because uh, before, again, everything leading up to that had just been, I can make this on my own. We're just here out of like a shared trauma. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I am withgoing my own survival to ensure that you survive. Yeah. So it becomes, that's when I think that's when the turning up from, from like friend sidekick buddy cop movie to actual family. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. we have, we have episode two, which I love that. Like, okay. Yeah. Episode one ends and it's like, we've got our setup. These two are yeah. like, they're going to be rolling together. But I love that episode two immediately is like, uh, yeah, but is this going to work? Like they're yeah. fighting over food and mm-hmm. like, there's this constant yeah. competition and they keep one upping it to the point where you're like, Oh my, like this is the fourth time she has yeah. just straight up like <laughs> taken food out of his mouth. And you're just yep. like, but I love that there's that constant tension there mm-hmm. and not, I mean, we're about to get into season two, but yeah. the way that they are now complicating that friendship. Oh, hundred percent. I didn't yeah. like, I didn't even know that we could get to this place. And I'm, yeah. I'm both very excited for where it goes narratively and also very, very scared that I'm going to end up crying my eyes out. Like at some point in this season, yeah, I was even- already very emotionally fraught in season or in episode two rather of oh, season yeah. two. Yeah, I just got through episode two, and it's it's a brilliant piece of storytelling. Um, yeah. Like you said, at the very end, you had the motor, and now we know that, like, okay, it's going to be a little bit more. There's probably going to be a lot more narrative stuff. Where are they going to go from here? And to introduce basically another spear and fang in a different context, yes. and just see how, like, two teams would interact is, it was a really good move. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, yeah. plus more dialogue it's kind of weird that they're like just hinting at like there might be some stuff going on i yeah i'm like i i feel like we could potentially build to you know i don't know how long they want this to go but if it has like a samurai jack like length i could see us building to a point where like 
you know, Spear is maybe not necessarily having like full on dialogue scenes, but like by the yeah. end of the show, at least has a few phrases or like the language mm-hmm. has developed. And I- I'm yeah. interested to see where all of that goes. Yeah. But yeah, so let's let's dive into season two. Uh, we open with uh, episode one, which is Sea of Despair. So picks up right where we left off. Uh, they're right on the beachhead screaming for Mira, who's been taken away. Um, and pretty quickly, uh, you know, there's there's smart smart cookies for being a neanderthal and a, yep. and a t-rex they uh they throw together a raft very yeah. very quickly and uh i kind of noted this this huge section here where they build the raft and they get out to sea is maybe the longest respite they ever have in the show up to this point yep but and while like in retrospect it was a very tranquil journey, like that whole train, especially the nighttime sequence with the stars yeah. reflected, like just absolutely gorgeous stuff. But I'm so trained that whenever anything is too calm, too quiet or going too well, that yeah. they are immediately going to be attacked. So I watched that whole sequence as beautiful as it was on the edge of my seat because yeah. I kept waiting for something horrible to happen. But yeah. it keeps going. They like they learn how to take turns and shifts on like propelling the raft. And eventually, like tail end, we get that sea turtle. And I'm immediately I'm like, how are you, how, how are you going to take this thing down? <laughs> and then they, they convinced me of it. And the, the yeah. smash cut to them using the shell as like a yeah. shelter on the raft. I was just like, this show's so fucking cool, man. I just, yeah, it's, I love it. I, my favorite part is that they make spear competent, you know, like it generally yes. like the, the trope with the Neanderthal is just like this dumb thing going around and just smacking stuff and hoping stuff works out but yeah. uh this guy's built shelters boats rafts yeah. all kinds of things already has and, fire uh, figured out when we're introduced to him which yeah. is great yeah yeah so there's that element where it's like i, I don't worry about him as much and yeah you don't you don't get frustrated just like trying to watch him figure it out you're like he's got a solution in mind he'll just have to you know creatively use it Yes. So, um, and then we do build on, you know, I was like, there's no way we're going to get out of the first episode without something even wilder than that. And then we have a yeah. full on aquatic assault yep. with a, uh, a shark that mm-hmm. just absolutely blew me away. The way they take that down is very satisfying. Yeah. One of the most metal shots in the entire show exactly. um, <laughs> of spear coming down on that thing. Uh, so that was great. And then in the chaos of that battle, uh, they get separated, which of course, I'm immediately on edge anytime yep. <laughs> anything's going on with the two of them. So yep. luckily, and I'm 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 glad that they dropped two at once because I'm mm-hmm. like, if that's where we left it, I would have been like, oh man, I gotta wait a whole week. Yeah. But uh being able to immediately transition, I was like, I gotta know what happens. And yep. so I'm on edge, they're separated, and I'm telling myself, I'm like, dude, they've been separated before. You know, one of them's been injured before, like they'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. But then uh then Fang finds a uh a fellow T-Rex, a male T-Rex, a red T-Rex. And I'm immediately, I'm like, I don't know how yeah. I feel about this. <laughs> right. I don't know if I like this. Okay. And then um, they She's get too a, good for you. Exactly. <laughs> they get, they get a, like a, a great love montage and you totally buy it again. This, this we're already getting into some of the most complex narrative storytelling they've managed to do thus far, but they're building up their relationship while simultaneously spear is introduced to a you know a primitive civilization but still a pretty large like village yep. uh 
And I don't know, again, the show's never specific or whatever, but obviously they look kind of Viking-esque. Um, I've heard them referred to as picks specifically online, uh, but they clearly have a language. Uh, again, I love that, like, we're going to get that, but it's not all of a sudden, like, here's subtitles or here you're supposed to take everything from this. I love that we're yeah. still playing around with, like, almost no dialogue, but we're just slowly, slowly seeding it in there. And so we're kind of confronted with that question of like, okay, Spears never, like he is truly primal. Like there's other than the family that he had built, which we've seen a few flashbacks to, we don't really know how he would interact with a, a society at large, like Mira, there's that tentative relationship initially, but he obviously like they, they get on the same page pretty quickly, Mm. but we're also seeing him being judged from this outsider perspective that we didn't even know existed. Like I, I didn't know we were all of a sudden going to cross an ocean and like, Oh dude, like obviously with the slave ship at the end of season one, we knew Mm -hmm. something grander or larger with more structure was out there. But now I'm like, I can kind of see the seeds of where I think we're ultimately headed, which is this, the dying out of the the primal world and the yeah. civilization coming for it and then you're also like is there also a meteorite like yeah. looming in the background <laughs> of all of this like is right. that the finale of the series but yeah it's two yeah. different worlds that are just like being again the suspension of disbelief that like these things are coexisting at the same time but yeah. also i do like the idea that they would tell both those stories simultaneously yes so, like dinosaurs 100%. dying out and then also the rise of civilization yeah and then of yeah. course i'm sure there's all sorts of crazy reddit fan theories online where it's like no it's like an adventure time thing and it's the far-flung <laughs> future <laughs> yeah. and like man has already died off you know yeah. thousands of times or something right. yeah. so that's always the first go-to like on the far end of the conspiracy theory when yes like, you're also yeah. like you're yeah. also like well there was definitely some uh there's a huge sci-fi element in Samurai Jack. There was robots. Mm-hmm. There was aliens. Yeah. Are we gonna get aliens at this show? Like, will We've that take zombies? So. Yes. You're you're kind of like I I like staying in this like ultimately more fantasy realm, if you will, yeah. and not lean because I don't look at the witches as like science fiction or like space yeah. agey or anything like yeah. that. I th- I think we're form yeah. firmly grounded in more folklore than anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um. So. Again, we got the simultaneous love montage. Spear is like making his way in this new civilization. They seem to kind of be taking him in. Um, they're impressed by his, his strength, etc. And I, I, I should have seen it coming. It should have totally snuck up on me where we're headed. But yeah, of I think course, it's the brilliance of the story is yeah, like, man. it's the it's obvious that that's what's going to happen. But I'm like, they're not going to go. I don't think they're going to go for low hanging fruit. Oh, they went for it and they did it brilliantly. Yes. And then they yeah. pulled it off and they, they made mm-hmm. like, so uh, I, I, we want to call it red. I don't know what we want to call it. Fang sure. and yeah. <laughs> Fang and red show up there. They've been on this great hunting montage. They're enjoying it. They're in love, whatever. And soon enough, they come upon the village that we know spear is in. And they just, of course, they just start laying waste to it. And you're like, oh no, oh God, how's yeah. this going to go down? <laughs> Spear comes out immediately is like horrified by like, oh shit, you're here. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, they both like weirdly got caught with their pants down and like in a weird yeah. situation. And then it escalates from there. But the, the dynamic basically of, you know, Red immediately wants to go after Spear. 
Fang intervenes and then Spear is like, all right. And as a viewer, you're like, all right. Yeah. At the end of the day, she chooses her friend. She's known over Mm -hmm. this, even though they're the same species, like she's going to pick, pick Spear. Right. But then when Spear goes to attack red, she intervenes there again. And that's Mm -hmm. when you're like, oh, this is, this is going to be an issue. Yeah. It um, opens up the complexities of the dinosaur character, which is really the do- yes. I thought I would say. But <laughs> yes. I think that's why I don't mind they went for the low-hanging fruit there, just because of the way that they did it. Well, know? and and forcing yeah. forcing her into a scenario where she has to be the one to mm-hmm. take him down. And the yeah. like, yeah, the tragedy of yeah. that of like I made a new friend, mm-hmm. but to save my old friend, and like yeah. it wasn't gonna stop, it's a horrible scenario. And there's that moment where they're they're leaving at the end of the episode, um, which I I love has kind of been a constant thread of like they never they've kind of yet to have there are everything is a continuation of the point where they just left off, but everything is simultaneously also very episodic, very much like we wandered into town, we had an adventure, and now we're we're moving on down the road. Uh, So they're leaving, and the leader of the civilization there basically stops. Uh, spear and the feeling we get is like you can stay here like mm-hmm. she she can keep going but like you're still welcome here even in spite of everything that just went down mm-hmm. and he's like can't do it like yep. I, I gotta go gotta go with my friend but then knowing that like yeah they're still gonna go forward together but there's gonna be this mm-hmm. like this constant yeah. tension of like I had a glimpse at like what life could be like with other humans. Mm -hmm. And you had a glimpse of like what it would be like if you went back with your own kind and how committed are we going to remain to each other with that lingering in our, our brains. I'm very interested to see how that plays out later on because that's a brilliant source of tension. I think another highlight in that episode was a Spears interaction with the dog. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it, it kind of just put him in both worlds for a second because he's you know, adjusting to being with other humans granted they might be a little more civilized but you know modern medicine comforts all these things and then he just chooses to go outside and share food with the dog yeah um but you, they had that tense moment at first you know but then i think there's like something more kindred with the animals and the people at that mm-hmm. point um which is a really good way of letting us know that yeah uh he's closer to animal than whoever's taking care of him right now right Um, and i think i think they're seeing at least they see through his interaction with fang the civilization if you will are seeing this is a guy who can maybe bridge the gap and of course i'm already brainstorming i'm like oh dude he could train like so many badass (laughs) animals to help these people fight and like we could get so many epic sequences like i can't wait for that Mm -hmm. um but yeah, them seeing that he might be this connective tissue between the two. I love that in that scene with the dog, it's, as I recall it, he doesn't. Sorry, Zoom is uh, my free meetings will end in 10 minutes. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe we need to wrap it up. But anyways. Okay. Um, but as I recall it in that moment, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't use his rage or he doesn't shout it down 
Um, no. I think it's one of the first times, you know, normally in the wild, that's the mm-hmm. the back and forth that we see is like, he sees something big and scary. It yells at him. He yep. intimidates it back, back and forth, mm-hmm. but like him already recognizing. And we see that again, it's, it's moving exactly against the tropes of like what you expect from that character. Oh, he's going to come in here and like cause havoc because he doesn't know how to behave in polite mm-hmm. society. It's like, no, we've seen him be a very intuitive character yep. as the show's gone on. And it's like, mm-hmm. he he picks it up. He picks up on social yeah. cues, even though he hasn't been around people in a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, it just works, dude. And again, I, I think one of the, given how narratively complex we're already getting this early, yeah. I just, I think they are just getting more and more confident in, I like most of the interviews I've read with Jindy in relation to this season is he's like, we knew going in, like, we knew we had a show that like people were really responding to what we didn't expect is everybody to be so invested in our central relationship. Like it works beyond our wildest dreams. And he basically was kind of like now knowing how invested people are, we kind of like, we know that we're more comfortable pushing the boundaries in that space and seeing where we can take it. So. Yeah. I think it's the visceral reaction about it too. Cause like the, the lack of dialogue just really, you're not getting spoon fed that, Oh, we are friends now or anything like that. Like right. there's no, there's no forced clunky exposition. So what you're seeing is just a series of experiences and it makes you understand why they are the way they are and how they interact the way they do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what got me. Yeah. And you, so, in, in, instead of clinging on every hanging on every word, you, mm-hmm. you cling on to every little gesture every little facial tick and like Mm -hmm. just the subtle moments between them. And I, you know, I, in a show that is so brutal and often very heavy at times, I love that. I still, I get laughs out of it. There's Mm -hmm. little moments of character interplay um, where they steal food from each other. Mm -hmm. Like there's just a moment of like, Oh, you like when they're, Mm -hmm. when they're chopping down the trees for, uh, for the raft initially. And like spear is going to town. It's taking forever. And then Fang like bites one and and yeah. like two moves it has like a giant one on the ground and he just gives <laughs> so, him a look like oh, yeah, of course yeah because you're a dinosaur you could have been doing that this whole time dude mm-hmm. like yeah I love those moments yeah. uh, all that stuff again it just it just builds to the bond and then it's like that that would be enough all of those elements would be any individual element of the show would be enough but then on top of that it just has some of the most badass action sequences. Oh, I've ever yeah. seen in any medium period. Yeah. And the fact that it swirls all of this together has the level of brutality it does, but still is like getting the respect of mm-hmm. not that they matter, but like the, the Emmys and like just getting yeah. showered with praise one more animation mm-hmm. Emmys than any show has done in a single year. I think ever in the history of yeah. the Emmys, the fact that it's been embraced on that level. And I feel like now that it's like, it's been on HBO max, um, it took a while for them to add it on there, but now that Adult Swim, that whole collection mm-hmm. is on there. Yep. And now that it's going to be easily, like you can watch it week to week, you don't have to wait for it to show up on there. I feel yeah. like season two is going to be an even bigger event. So oh, hopefully uh, people will be checking in. And uh, again, dude, if you want to uh, if you want to jump in at any point, I'm going to probably be recording these uh, the weekend after or, or Mondays. Yeah, uh, I'd definitely be down. Absolutely. I'm uh, now. Here. Yeah, man. Me too. Uh, so while we're wrapping up, any other shows you want to shout out? 
uh, that you've been checking out recently, movies that you've seen. Have you caught um, Nope yet, by the way? No, I haven't. I haven't had time to really get to the movies lately. Honestly, oh yeah, you had a, shows yeah. all weekend and Nope yeah. just opened. But uh, I've been playing a lot, and I'm in the tail end of grad school right now. So like working full time, school full time, and then well like playing it's perfect a, transition right there tell everybody yeah. about your band uh you guys oh, yeah. just wrapped a little weekend tour what, what's yeah, in the yeah. works what's going on uh yeah so i played a band called scary hotel um out of dayton uh we just did three shows dayton athens ohio which was a crap ton of fun and then newport kentucky which is basically across the river from cincinnati um opening for aaron carter that was a thing that i did i never thought it would get this far but i I made it. Yes. I did. Look, Ma. Look, yeah, my. Exactly. Uh, we got a couple more in the pipe. So I'm, I'm still wrapping up negotiations on some big things I can't quite talk about yet, um, but I'm very excited about. And yeah, we're on all the streaming platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Napster is still a thing, apparently. So I did not got, know that. I got yeah. to make sure I'm on Napster now. Yeah, I didn't um, either, but we're on there. Yeah. Um, I have a new LP dropping on August 12th. It's called Ooh. a bridge. Uh, it's a collection of some older stuff mixed with some stuff I just recorded. It's all been properly mastered for the first time. Uh, definitely my most experimental thus far. Uh, but yeah, check that out. If you're so inclined, uh, I go by narc that's lowercase N capital a capital R capital K on all the st- regular streaming pa- platforms as well. And, uh, I also have a second LP coming out in September. That's a little more uh, lo-fi hip hop inspired. If that's more your vibe, if you don't like the the weirder stuff. So keep an eye out for those. We've got some uh, recent singles up as well. Uh, I highly recommend that you check out Nope. And uh, I'm going to give you one more TV recommendation before we jump off here. Have you watched or are you aware of The Bear on FX? Oh, yeah. I'm actually halfway through that one. Okay. It's well, maybe slowly, but... Next yeah, time we get together, several to, thoughts on it. Yeah. Okay, next time we get yeah. together to chat, Primal, mm-hmm. uh, we will yeah. reserve a little. We're hey, still in the same vein, the bear, yeah. Primal, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I would love to talk to you more about that. Is uh, not to skew the rest of your viewing experience, and I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are. I'm, I'm so curious to ask you, but we do need to wrap up. Um, without spoiling anything, that's that's my favorite show of the year thus far. I don't think okay. it's the best. I have right. shows that are ranked higher, but in terms mm-hmm. of my favorite, the thing that just like hit me where I live, um, the the bear is a, something very special. I highly Good recommend enough. it to everybody. Um, yeah, work thinks I'm sick right now, so I might just do that with the rest of the day. Oh, dude, binge it out. I yeah, I tried <laughs> to tried to savor it, but uh, I I could only I made it last like two days. It was mm-hmm. it, I devoured it. Um, yeah. Good to know. So uh, thank you again to Mr. Mikey Chappelle for joining me on this inaugural episode of Primal Pod and Cast. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. And uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll probably go a little longer next time. I do. I got a, I got a family event I've got to get to. And our, apparently I've got to sign up for some other version of Zoom. So I don't yeah. know what's going on here. I thought I had like the normal thing that everybody uses, yeah. but apparently not. Uh, so until again, thank you for joining me, sir. Uh, until next time, uh, for the Arc of E podcast and Primal podcast, I have been Noah, joined here by Mr. Mikey Chappelle. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.